Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And welcome to the Film Busters Podcast. The film show with no filters, no prisoners taken, loads of disagreements, but one hell of a love for cinema. If you want to hear three friends ridiculing each other for an hour or so regarding their taste in films, then you have come to the right place. In each episode, one of the team picks a film for us to discuss. It could be anything from a recent cinema release to an all-time classic. So, strap in and get ready to get mad or get vindicated as we guide you through the murky world of being a film geek. If you like what you hear, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram using at Pod. You can also find each of our individual accounts. I'm at FilmBustersPaul. I'm at FilmBustersAdam. And I'm at FilmBustersBen. If you want to use your eyes instead of your ears, you can also visit the website at filmbusterspod.co.uk. And if busting makes you feel good, you can also support us at patreon.com forward slash filmbusters for exclusive content. Or shoot over and get some groovy merchandise at society6.com forward slash filmbusters. All right, can we just get on with this now, please? Filmbusters. Hello, lads. This is the first time since Doctor Sleep that it's just been the three of us. We've obviously had me and Paul together. Uh, we've featured on Breaking Bad or The Better Call Saul. And then we've had many people coming back, haven't we? What was the one that me and Paul did together that you missed? You ben? did Camino with Francis. El Camino, yes, we picked Francis oh, in yes. instead, didn't we? And then we did Better Call Saul with Francis. That's all right. And then we did um, The Two Popes with um, wonderful Katie and Oti. And then not only last week, we did Wildlife with um, Julio. Oh, Wow. I was thinking surely there was something in between, but you are absolutely correct. I guess we did our um, end of month for August uh, separately for mm, the patrons. True. But for yes, main episodes... No. This is main. We're, we're main people now. Oh, exactly. Mm. We, we love our main people, this don't we? The freeloaders. This is the first time the freeloaders have heard of us yes. in a while. Then. Hello, freeloaders. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so what are, we doing, what are we all doing with our surprise bank holiday weekend, our, our new bank holiday We've got given to us with a week's notice. I'm paying all my respects to the Queen, of course. Are you? Good, that's good for you. What are you doing with it, Ben? It's Jenny's birthday uh, next week, so we're doing stuff for her birthday this weekend, which by the time this episode comes out... But what are you doing on the Monday? Happened. On the Monday, uh, going to the pub to watch the funeral, probably. Are you going to go watch it in the pub? Yeah, all the pubs around here are showing it. Our local it. cinema are showing it for free. Yeah, yeah. Same. But you just walk in and leave it and come and go. Why would Jenny's I go to a cinema to watch that? <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm just gonna have we're gonna have people around to do a barbecue and imagine really? imagine how morbid that is. You're going into the cinema. Do you reckon you can buy popcorn? No, they're ba- they no no no. They're not oh, letting yeah, you. Yeah, get a tango ice. They're not, they specifically said they're not letting you buy any any okay. stuff to take in. <laughs> tango ice blast. <laughs> oh man, all the queenie stuff. Yeah, I think we're just having people around my house and do some food, and I don't know if we'll watch it or not. Look at you, like it's a fucking party, mate. Well, it's not meant to be a party, you can still have fun. It's a funeral. It's a celebration. Yeah, if I would advise you do that. Would you like your funeral to be sad or to be happy? I think I personally would like my funeral to be a bit happy. I want people crying like motherfuckers at my funeral. I just, I, 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 I just, I, funerals sometimes should be celebrations. Adam, know this, if I die before my time, and you come to my funeral, I will be watching as a ghost. And if I see you laugh <laughs> at any point or look like you're having fun, I'll haunt you forever. You need to have a laugh in a funeral speech. Someone needs to break the ice a bit. No, only I can have a laugh from the afterlife. I'll be joking around with all my ghost friends, but not you. You'll be crying. <laughs> all your craft beer. 
There'll be no craft beer in the afterlife. <laughs> what a sad be the thought. Best <laughs> yeah, no, that is a sad thought. It'll be you and the guy who owns Brewdog just drinking Ooh, together. No thanks. Should <laughs> <laughs> you tell everyone what we're doing today? Yes. Go on, Ben. It's your pick. What are we doing? We're in, we're in the year 2018. We're in 2018. The year of our Lord, 2018. Yes. And What are we doing today? I've upset everyone with this pick because anyone outside of the UK will never have heard of it. And even if they've heard of it, will never have seen it. And even if they've seen it, will not have understood a word that was being said. And for those in the UK, they'll be like, why did you pick this fucking film? Uh, but <laughs> yes. it is... Even about 10% of the UK will only understand it. It is possum. Uh, and we like to think that they are our listeners. Yes. There's educated section of this country. Uh, I'm trying to get it out that it is possum. The film is possum. Yeah. Uh, not the... Americans know what a possum is. I don't think they do. Because it's a very... It's an American animal, isn't it, a possum? No, yes. no, I don't think so, is it? I thought it was an Australian yes. one. Okay, I stand corrected. Well, I, know, I know because uh, there was possums in uh, Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Yes. I. Mm. They're like bin rodents, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Here's one specifically for the Brits. Go on. Here's one specifically for the Brits. And actually, for Katie and Oti, but I don't know if they'll get this reference, uh, Dame Edna Everidge was the first time that I found out about possums because she used to say, hello, possums, all the time on her show. Aww. Aww. Is that is that what she called her fan base? Yeah. A possum cool. is a tree-dwelling Australasian marsupial that typically has a prehensile tail. So it is so, Australian then, not American. Mm-hmm. There you go. Come from Australia and New Zealand. Maybe they got on a boat and went over there. Yeah, they must have done. They, I do remember them being in Red Dead, though. Well, that is. this is not a film about the animal. This is a film about uh, terrible abuse. So we'll get to that shortly. Well, it's slightly about the animal. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, in my reading of it. Well, Ooh. we'll hear all about it then. <laughs> okay. Let's go into it. Well, um, uh, before we move into it, let's just talk about our patron channel shall we? We're doing a Patreon episode of this episode, and it's a pick that's come from For Your Reference Podcast, Katie and Oti, coming off the back of our Two Popes episode. Adam, do you remember what this episode's going to be? Uh, yes, we're doing because um, I've only just thought p- of my picks when we were setting up this podcast. Um, we're doing best grumpy and happy duos in films. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know how to title this episode. <laughs> Grumpy uh, bastards and happy jolly. folks. Yeah, something like that. Jolly folks and grumpy boys. Yes. No, grumpy bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so if you would like to listen to the episode, you can go check us out at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters and you can get all exclusive content over there. It's very lovely. We have a lovely little family. So, should we move on to your segment now, Ben? Is that the quiz? It is. Well, we hope okay. it's the quiz. Well, I got to say, is it a the, surprise this week because there's extra points up for grabs? Yeah, there is. So um, <laughs> I did extra points last time round with Julio for those who and missed it. And the one before it. that, and the one before that, and the one before that. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking of a patron episode, uh, last week's quiz, I asked Julio if he could identify the nine Michael Myers masks. Oh. And spoilers. Uh, if you want to find out how he did, you go ahead and sign up to our Patreon and find out. Although. In a long-winded way, he didn't do very well. No, we thought he'd be a lot better. <laughs> he did you don't as, even need to sign up anymore. He did as well as he expected to do, so that's fine. He won. 
He won. In his own words, he won. <laughs> Which means that the scores at the moment are Paul has 25 points, I've got 17 points, and Adam has 16 points. Boys, there are some significant bonus points up for grabs today, but first Holy I'm going to ask you the two key questions from the film Possum. For those who don't know, ask the boys two questions. If they get the questions right, they get the points. If they get it wrong, I get the points. Now, Possum is a very hard film to ask questions about. I was like, literally I thinking say. that when I watched it. I was like, if I was ever... Like, these are the type of films that I really struggle with some finger questions from. Yeah, mm. it was tough, but I got two for you. And here we go. Fingers on buzzers, boys. First to shout it out gets it, gets it right. Complete the poetry or the prose. Can you see him deep within? Little Possum. Where have you been? Black as sin. Good boy, Paul. I knew Paul would get that. I was thinking. I don't think I'll be able to remember the poem. There you go. I've, a- I've actually, I've actually got it, um, got it on my notes, but I purposely did not look at it, and that's probably the only line I do remember. <laughs> Strangely, there's a point for Paul. He's running away with it once again. Second question, ready, boys. In Maurice's sweet jar, what colour are the sweets? Green, blue. Okay. Paul is out because he said blue. Adam, you said green. There are two colours. Okay. Green and brown. I mean, I'm colourblind, so I don't really know what fucking colour is. <laughs> yes, That's true. Yes. You are. I'll give you the point then. It's yeah, green and the yellow. Point. It's green and yellow. Oh, okay, come on. Um, That's very close colours. I reckon Adam couldn't... I only honestly thought there was one shade of one set of sweets in there. I mean, they were in pretty grotty glass anyway. Yeah, I thought I was about to say like brown liquid that goes around it. <laughs> well, fair play. Uh, so a point each to the two boys. Now, here's just... Just for fun, just because I was I was doing this and I did it out of interest for myself, and then I was like, oh, let me do it for Paul and Adam as well. So this is for fun, boys. Okay. Um. So what what I did, what I did, is I went on my and don't do this now, either of you, because mm-hmm. you'll you'll be cheating. I went on my uh, all time uh, stats on Letterboxd, and I was just like. I wonder if you converted how many hours of stuff I've watched into days, how far into the year that would be if I started watching films. Oh, okay. Or just from one this minute year, past or from all time. No, no, listen. All time films that I've watched, if I started watching them from one minute past midnight at the beginning of 2022, what would be the date when I finish watching everything <laughs> that I've watched? That's now, a lot of calculations. <laughs> now, I've done it for all three of us. And here is the quiz. Now, if you get the month right for yourself, you're only doing it for yourself. If you get the month right for yourself, you get a point. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. If you get within five days of the exact date that um, it would end on, you get another point. If you get okay. the exact date completely, you get five points. Fuck me. In addition to the original <laughs> oh, two. Okay, this, can, I, can we have, have some it, seconds have you, to do Have some you got a piece here? of paper, Adam? <laughs> so I'm no. trying to, I was going to try and do it in my head, but I think I'm... No, 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 because you're not allowed to look at your hours, mate. You I'm can't not doing look at... it. I'm, like, writing stuff down so you know, like... Okay. Take take 30 seconds. Um, okay. So just, okay. just to let you know, if... I wish I had a piece of paper. <laughs> if one of you doesn't get... Um, if Sorry, if both of you get your months wrong, I get a point. If, okay. If both of you are outside of five days, I get a point. Just for yourself. So I reckon I've watched about okay. two thousand one hundred films. Oh shit! You've got to include rewatches in this, haven't you? No, no, no. You don't. It only it, on your stats on Letterbox. It only marks. Okay, it so only say marks every the film's two watched. hours long, average. It's about four thousand. 
about me. 4,000, I don't know, man. Divide that by 24, I still have 25. Listeners, I'm not sure if this is interesting or, or not, but it's interesting over on this end. Now, just I'm gonna, imagine. I'm going to let Adam do the calculations and then just add some <laughs> couple of months onto that. <laughs> so that's so it's 25 hours, because that gives you to about 100 and 200. About 200. Now, my, my head is hurting a lot here. So yeah. 200 Don't days, overthink it, baby. Take. Don't overthink it, baby. <laughs> Maybe, I'm going to say the 27th or, no, the 15th of August. Adam, you're saying 15th of August for yourself, yeah? Yeah. Okay, Paul, what are you saying? I'm going to say the 2nd of September. Okay. I will tell you. No, I'm well you, off. You both got your months wrong. I'm going to be like September, October, I think. So that's a point to me. Uh, you obviously are well outside of the five-day parameters, so that's a point for me as well. There you go. So that's two for me. Now, here's the really interesting bit. Can I have though. another guess? No. For fun. No point, but like... All right, hang on. Let me tell you mine, and then you can guess yours around it, okay. yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mine, Sunday the 17th of July. Wow. Okay. So where do you think you land based on that? It's the 17th okay, of July. Okay, I'm going back to like yeah. May then. I was going to go forward to like October, but my maths must have been all over the chip shop. Definitely was. I'm going to say the 31st of July. For yourself? Yeah. I'm going to say like end of Actually, May. no, not even 31st July. Maybe 7th of 24th. May. 27th of May. All right. If we were all watching, if we all hit play at the same time and we were all watching all of our collections the first to finish would be Adam he would finish on Thursday the 16th of June a month before I do the second to finish would be Paul okay who finishes more than you listen to this you finish Saturday the 16th of July the day before (laughs) I finish Sunday, seventeenth of July. Well, How mad is that? Madness. A lifetime I I had more of film. You. A lifetime of film watching. I don't know. Maybe it's the hours, though. Uh, mm. My hours are. My, my maths. My, so I worked it out. Okay, then I've just looked. I've watched four thousand and ten hours of films. So, yeah. So Adam, my maths was, was okay up until that point. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's two points to me. That's two points to me. Well done. There. So that means. It's a cool little fact. So that means that Paul is on 26, Ben is on 19, Adam is on 17. It is, like, Paul is still running away with it, but I feel like there could be a sea change in these last few months. Do you say me and you are pretty much on the same? We're pretty much neck and neck. <laughs> with all of Ben's special quizzes. I know. <laughs> the very hard quizzes. I <laughs> know, oh, but it's kind of interesting. You could have got the Yeah, but very right. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I was going to save it to the end of the year, but I thought, fuck it, do it now. No, I like it. It was nice. Good. Should we move on to uh, the main topic of this episode? Yes. Let's talk about Mr. Possum. Mother, father, what's afoot? Only possum black as soot. Mother, father, where to tread? Far from possum and his head. Here's a bag, now what's inside? Does he seek or does he hide? Can you spy him deep within? Little possum, black as sin. Police are widening their search for missing teenager Michael Browning, who disappeared on his way home from school. 
At Navarre, I recall. Did you find him? Waking up, is it? Right, everyone, welcome to the main section of the podcast. Today we're doing Possum from 2018. This is a spoiler episode. So if you haven't seen Possum, you might want to go watch it first because you'll probably be quite confused, I'd say. You might want to go watch it first and then come back and then listen to this wonderful episode. It is a film you need to watch to understand it. Yes, I'd say so. Um, Before we move on to Adam's plot summary, we've got a couple of people who have been in films we've done before. Oh, Do you know... No. No. It's actually Sean Harris. <laughs> oh, yes. Who plays Philip. And do you know what film he's in? Star um, Wars. I no. think he was in uh, The Five Bloods. He, he's not in The Five Bloods, no. no. I don't know where he would be in The Five Bloods. He was one of The Five Bloods. Oh, was he? No. He, <laughs> he was the main one dancing never in the club. doing that in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> he was the main one dancing in the club. <laughs> It's Mission Impossible Fallout, Adam's favourite film. Yes. Oh, yes. Shit film. Yes. How could you forget? Because I didn't remember much of it. Whenever I see Sean Harris, I always just think of the creep. That was the first thing I ever saw him in, and I just can't see him as anything other than creep. Harry Brown. Oh, I think Harry Brown. Uh, I never really watched that. See, I never never really link him to creep, even though I've watched it so many times. Mm-hmm some reason um, are many of the actors the in this thing, in Garth Mwangis Mwangis Garth Mwangis <laughs> no Mwangi. they're not Adam but thank you for that little bit of, oh uh, brilliant <laughs> thanks for that excellent Adam love um, you love you the second person it's a very interesting one. It's um, you know, the lady with the pushchair in the park. So it's Pamela Cook, and she has also been in Mission Impossible Fallout. So I'm very interested to know oh. like, who, where the link is. Tom Cruise like, loves sh- this film. Maybe, 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 maybe Tom know. Cruise loves. Paulson, but this came man. out the same year as Mission Fallout, Fallout, didn't it? Indeed, it yeah, did. did. Yeah. So maybe they were just filming next to each other, and they were like, "Shit, we need some actors." And they came. Oh, potentially. They went, "Oh, fuck it, you can go across." Look at this. We're connecting stuff up from the years. Yeah, that's it. That would probably be what it is. Interesting. Or maybe it's Sean Harris's friend. I did look into his history. I thought maybe it'd be his wife, but it was not his wife. It's Ed Harris's son. Rub- rubbish joke, Adam. Rubbish. Yeah. He looks a bit like Ed Harris. <laughs> oh, that's an insult to Ed Harris, man. <laughs> Ed Harris is a beautiful man by comparison. Sean Harris is very hideous. Why is Ed Harris coming up so much this year? Yeah, mate. I know. Sean Harris. He's the top, he's the top of the conversation. <laughs> Sean Harris is so uh, ugly. He's mm. an ugly man, unfortunately. I, no, I don't mean that. It's cruel to say, but he's not. A, a, he's a very wretched beast to look at. Are you talking about Sean Harris or Ed Harris? Sean Harris. Ed <laughs> Harris is beautiful, man. He's a lovely man. I like his look. Oh, he's very wrinkly these days now. He's very creased. He mm. looks like a very... You know when someone says you can't fold a piece of paper more than eight times? He looks like someone has tried that over and over and over again with the same bit of paper. Okay, Adam, would you like to do a plot summary of this film? 
Uh, yes. Um, so this film is about a guy going back to his old house and weird shit fucking happens. That's it. Is that the tagline? <laughs> well, tell me more. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. This is an old house. There's a weird uncle. Some weird sweet A weird suitcase. And weird people. Yep. And a missing kid. And a missing kid. Why have you not mentioned possum? Yeah. Because that's the surprise. Oh, it's a surprise. Uh, um, well, it sure is. Yeah, that's the weird puppet briefcase shit. Yes, the possum yes. comes out of the briefcase. The weird yeah. puppet briefcase shit. Black as sin. Um. All right, let me do a little uh, backstory on it. Yes, please. Set the scene. So, writer-director Matthew Holness grew up with uh, Stephen King stories and was inspired by his and other British horror writers to create his own short story. So Possum is adapted from his own short story, which formed part of an anthology piece, which was uh, combined with lots of other horror stories that all had the same theme, Sigmund Freud's theory of the uncanny, which I studied mm. at university. Mm. I'm going to talk about that. Holness is best known for Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and Holness himself has admitted he had always been a fan of the horror genre and works with serious themes, but stressed that it had been difficult to break from his reputation for comedies due to the large following of the Garth Marenghi's Dark Place show. Sean Harris, the lead, is a method actor and would remain in character throughout the entirety of shooting to the point where Holness felt that he was working with Philip rather than Sean Harris. I can imagine that. Yes. Um, Holness considered the original design of the possum puppet to be too much, stating, You can see something horrific, but once you've seen it, the effect wears off, which is why we kept so much of it as secret as possible. The head, neck and the body of the possum was constructed as a simple hand and rod puppet, with the body constructed out of foam latex and the head made out of fiberglass, and it was there to haunt your dreams forevermore. Mm-hmm. Very good much. facts love it good facts there we go so without further ado let's get into it ben this is your pick yeah who do you want to go first in what order do you want your first impressions we're gonna do uh reverse film busters ben adam paul okay so mm. I, sh I shall go first okay um and say i thought that this might have been a film about a horrible spider monster that haunted a guy from his past that was kind of what i thought the film would be i had no idea that it was going to be so miserable and horrid and just horrible um but that is not a negative i think it's very well made it is absolutely horrendous and just a horrible experience to go through but intentionally so it is so lacking in humor that it stuns me that this came from the guy who did mm. garth Marenghi's dark place yeah. um but it is slightly slow and drawn out and that is a shame considering it's only like 80 minutes long um but it has all the good things a good horror film should be it is very creeping it's very disturbing i was unnerved a hell of a lot it has like a, a bit of subtext to it but it really struggles with its pacing that the the fact that it paces itself the way it does i guess helps the mood of the film but it means when you've got long scenes where there's no dialogue and, and when Philip is returning to scenes on like the moors and stuff like that, it becomes overly bleak and it becomes a bit of a chore to get through. That's it. There's so much good stuff happening that I'm almost like, uh, 
it's acceptable it's okay because it's creating and setting the scene and i guess it is short enough but there is just it's so oppressively moody it's like i can only really compare it to something like devil's rejects where there is an oppressive mood that is horrible to endure however a lot is happening with devil's reject so there's enough to keep me going this is so mm. slow paced that when you're enduring it it feels like you're suffering along with with philip um it's wonderfully performed by him and the guy who plays morris the whole thing is haunting in many ways so it's a very good horror film i just don't think it's a a, a very good film but it's a very good debut from wholeness i would say mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I started off this film being really intrigued. The beginning bit captures you in. You're like, okay, what the fuck is happening here? Everything's weird. Everything's strange. You've got so many questions that you need to be answered. But then again, I think it just it loses you a bit in the middle. That whole middle stint is just very, yeah. very yeah. long. It's just a bit like, oh, like you gave me so much promise, and it's a bit like, hmm come on like you, you i think you said it best it's like it's just there's so many you want it to be great and you just really want to egg this film on but i do think it just loses a little bit it needs something else to capture you just again in that middle bit i'm not saying mm. we lost attention but it was just like mm. um and then i think the end it does wing you around but i still think it is majorly let down by that middle bit and i don't know whether that's like this is his first film. Is it, is it his first film? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's where it's that only thing film, of, I think. You live and learn, like, you get to learn how to deal with these little challenges throughout your film. But, I, yeah, I feel like it does suffer a bit too much. But then every element of this film is good. The, the possum is fantastic. The acting mm. is brilliant. The scene setting is incredible. It gives me major feels of, like, The Lighthouse. It's that mm. kind of same creepiness but just on another level up it's more of the horror than the creepiness but the way the characters are interacting with each other and the eeriness and the creakiness the kind of everything and the remoteness as well um yeah i just it's just annoying that it didn't have if you could maybe oh, i don't know re-look at that middle bit and think yeah it just needed something it was like oh, come on like you feel it feels very long for a film that is 85 95 minutes long could have almost been a yeah. TV episode rather than a film. But yeah, I love a, I love a lot of the feel of it and that very British black comedy, like black books, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Good? Definitely uh, not uh, comedy. <laughs> no, not a comedy. I was good, just before you say something, Paul. Uh, yes, you're right. That is, I was thinking, you can't. How can you make this sh shorter? It's a sh already a short film. How do you make it shorter without compromising what it is? And that's exactly it. You make it a TV episode or something like an anthology. Thing. Like a it, would, it would be episode. really a really great anthology film. Anyway, apologies. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with you both, but Ooh. I like I almost like i came to the end of watch it and i'm pretty sure i had my mind set on what it was like what my opinion was but then the, at the same time the more i thought about it the more i was like you know what it's it's kind of seeped into my head like just the look and feel of it mm. um the only way i can really describe possum is like it's one of those curse videos you find on youtube <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like chaotically edited and it's like disorientating and it like it has that that plot that challenges you, challenges you to like peel back the layers and get any sense of what it's about. Um, 
speaking of the actual possum the design of possum is so simple yeah it's like horrifying it like t- it taps mm. into that um that that very real fear of like mm. i know this is um is it freud did you say yeah yeah it's, it's like the fear of familiarity isn't it but there's something off about it mm. yeah yeah it feels it's like it feels almost normal but so slightly off that it like really off-putting and uh, like for f- three quarters of this film it's only like the mere suggestion that possum could be in a- alive in some way that it totally adds the fear factor of it whenever it's in the room it's like and nothing it doesn't even have to move it's like he could it could just be a puppet the whole time but you still have this fear factor just because it's so odd it's just such an odd thing whether it be a mad spider or a spider man either way you look at it it's just stuff and nightmares especially especially when you're adding to what it all means metaphorically which I'm really excited to talk about um Sean Harris is I think he's always on point he's he's got a very intimidating presence mm-hmm. and he I think he nails it again here he feels he feels absolutely drained of everything but paranoia and I I love like the way I love the way he he carries that bag around as if he's like he's just taking the trash out <laughs> it doesn't he like it's away from his yeah. body like he doesn't want to get any bin juice on him or something <laughs> like, <laughs> he needs to keep it away from his body uh, I enjoy the way he does that and but yeah when I first finished the film I, I was so sure of my opinion but the more I was left of it the more it as I say it invaded my mind and it was hard to deny there was something a little special here mm. but I look forward to peeling back those layers with you both yeah and trying to get yeah. an understanding of this I think with this podcast, we, we're just going to talk about how the, all the little great moments are in this film. And I think that's what you will remember over time. I think the way I can rem- remind me of is a bit like with um, Holy Motors. Like looking back mm. on it over time, you just remember all those great little moments throughout the film. But then when I rewatched it recently, you remember why you didn't quite love it. You're like, oh, I really should have loved that film. Why didn't I love it? And mm. then you go back and you realise. So I think, like, yeah, I can happily talk about all the little fantastic moments, the creepy moments. But I just think the way they're laced together is the bit that lets this film down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of its pacing, Paul? I, I agree. I totally agree. It's um, mm. It felt... It's not... It didn't, I wouldn't say it felt like a s- slog. I think it's just... It's very hard to get... It's like to access what you're watching kind of thing because mm. it feels like you just it's just loads of chaos just unfurling in front of you it's like you can't you need to get a grip of you kind of get a grip of what's going on by the end yeah but it's like because you've got experience that and not really understanding any any of it it's kind of hard to get along with it but that's why yeah. that's why i said it feels like it feels different once you're on the, out, out the other side of it because you can kind of see what what was happening but i feel like if you watch it mm. again i still don't think knowing it's going to bring any more enjoyment I'm not sure if it would. Uh, yeah, I know. It's hard. I thought at the end, I, I was like, I will never watch that film again. Mm. Not because it was bad, but because it was it was so rough going. Like, it just felt very sad and, mm. and just horrible. Um, and I thought, well, I'll never watch this again. But it's like, with the knowledge of what he is and, and what his experience was would that change it and i think it would give some of it legs but i think still it is 100 percent that middle legs like the possum yeah legs like the possum that's way for adam's pipe up yeah (laughs) um which are actually knuckles and fingers which is just horrendous um this is probably one of i would say 
I would say it is on the level almost with a Serbian film for how horrendous the subject matter is. But to this film's credit, it doesn't need to excessively show stuff on camera. It does the opposite of it and just makes you feel horrible inside and for some people and and some people will listen to that and go oh well why the hell would i ever watch that but if i heard if someone said if you watch that film you will feel horrible i would want to watch it because it's like i want i sometimes i want that and especially i want it from a horror film yeah and this film gave me something the bit the biggest uh compliment i could pay it is it gave me something i wasn't expecting i was thinking it was going to be good but i had no idea really what the subject matter was and what I was presented with was like, oh shit, we are dealing with heavy fucking territory. Mm-hmm. And I think the film goes, um, the more the film goes on, the more you realise how heavy it is and you're like, I don't want the film to go in this place, but it goes in that direction. And especially if the, yeah. the uncle at the end when he's got him pinned to the floor and you're just like, oh, was that really the way? So let's, uh, let me ask you, boys, before we go, before we talk about the reveal and what, what it all ultimately means, when you were, let's say, Let's say up to the point where he has encountered Morris a few times in the house and he's gone out to the moors with the bag and he's throwing it over the side and stuff. What was your understanding individually at that point of what was maybe going on? What what were you thinking was going I on? I thought it was all all characters were him, just at different periods of his life. Especially when the little boy came along. I just thought there's going to be some type of turned up here. Like when the boy went missing, it was him as a young kid. Then it's him. He's going back as a present, but then Maurice is him when he's older, as well. That's interesting. That's why I thought it was going to be quite clever in that manner. But I there's something about that him him being the little boy that comes into my kind of end theory, really. Yeah, I've, that I I agree with that I'm not. I wouldn't I wouldn't say Morris. He would be the Morris character, but it kind of plays into my understanding of the ending. That that boy seeing that boy. Mm. for me so at that point it, it, when you were like say halfway through the movie were you thinking that he was that boy no no so it probably, all of these thoughts came to me by the end of the film oh okay just um, about if, if we're talking about halfway through from my understanding it was I think I, I, it, I think it was my understanding was basically what they were trying to make you understand which was he had something to do with the disappearance of this boy and maybe the puppet maybe was something to do maybe i had i had a feeling that it was alive in some way even though it wasn't showing us it was alive and his 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 the boy's disappearance was something to do with this possum in the bag and he needed right. to kind of almost get rid of the puppet because that was a thing that's caused this terrible thing to happen where this boy's disappeared yeah i thought it was the boy that he was carrying around in the bag yeah and part of that yeah partly because at some point you see a shot of a boy in a barrel. Oh, I can't remember that. Yeah, you see a shot of... So, do you know when you sh- he shoves... Actually, no. It, do you know what? It wasn't that. Now I'm thinking back. Because you because throughout the film, you're it's interspliced with shots of possum, but they're like out mm. of order. And one, one of those is possum in the, in the barrel. And I think at that time, you had not seen the head. So I probably assumed it was the boy. Oh, right, yeah. So I think that's I, what it was. I very much thought that was it in the middle section. I thought, right, he's killed that kid and he is carrying around the body looking for somewhere to dump it. That, and I thought 
Maurice, I thought, I was pretty sure that Maurice didn't actually exist and was in his head. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is someone from his past um, who killed a kid. I thought maybe Maurice had killed a kid and somehow he had encountered him and now he was sort of following in his footsteps. All right, Um, yeah. So it's good because all of us were wrong by the end. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it, it, it fools us. I think it kind it, of it, it pushes us. you in that direction. It was nice. It was quite simple as well. Thing. Like it didn't get that complicated. It was just about trauma and all that kind of stuff, relationships yes. rather than being weird time lapsing and that. Try it. It it felt like it could have gone there, but it would have made it complicated. And yeah, and even though it was simple, because you're right, it is a simple story, really. Um, it kept me guessing all the way through like i the thing the driving force for me was i want to understand what the hell's going on and i was really worried that we weren't going to get an answer by the end and Mm. i thought this for this film sometimes i don't like answers but i was like for this film you better give me an answer to what this all means and they did and i was very satisfied with the answer that i got and it wasn't the answer i was expecting Mm. maybe a little bit as it went on um but i think i think it's what's good about it as well is it doesn't force feed you those answers no, it's it kind doesn't. of like you kind of you have to do a little bit of legwork yourself to kind of put the pieces together and understand what happened. Yeah, it was it was subtle little things that are said and done when mm. you look back. You're like, oh god, yeah. yeah, that means that it's all about fingers and where people's fingers have been. So then <laughs> we can talk about some of the other bits in between, but maybe we should just jump to the end Tackle and then it. like. Just yeah. make sure we are all on the side. I've got. I think we might actually be on different pages about the ending. So I'll be again intrigued to hear. In fact, Paul, I think you definitely are reading it differently to me. So I'll be interested to hear what you guys think. The what it means. Go on, you go first. What what happens? So I so um, I give you my my yes. understanding of what the real life realistic understanding of what happened. Yes, please. To this, uh, Philip. Yeah. So, especially I've I've got the poem in front of me as well, and especially reading the poem, it kind of I feel like it kind of tells you what happens. Mm, go ahead. And um, so Philip was a young a young kid who lived in this house with his with his parents, and whether this is an uncle or not, or not, it's maybe his next door neighbour or someone who An-uncle lives in that place figure. with them. Yeah. Uh, there's a house fire, and it's it was only contained in one room where his parents died. And he, he, that's why you see this uh, image of him running out the house. And this Maurice looked after him as a kid and he was abused by him. And he was, he was into no good with children. And maybe he's done kidnapping of children as well in the, in the past because he says it happened when he was in school as well. And um, the idea of possum in my eyes is what he had to play like. He had to play possum where he had to pretend he was asleep. Ooh. So that whether to kind of not be present when whatever was happening to him or to make Maurice go away, I'm not sure. But that's where the idea of possum comes from. That's why I said possum is something to do with this. Interesting. I never even fucking occurred to me. So I, you're I, so agree right. with you I think you're so right. Up until that end point, I never thought of it in that way. I mean... Mm. So you're wrong. But. He's, it, this is why I say I think the poem really helps to understand it. And then, um, yeah, and I think then from then on, it's kind of everything is pretty self-explanatory. 
he grows up he's he's got this trauma the puppet is his persona personification of the the trauma that he wants to get rid of but he can't it's basically mm. um an image of him he he is the trauma that's his face it's a cast of his face right yeah and these these legs these horrible spider legs it is like him and maurice like merged together smashed together his arms like all hairy arms and fingers uh ready to grab you it's just a horrible image it is and um and yeah and then he's obviously maurice has gone out and he's still committing these horrible things and he i don't know what the sweets are he gives him horrible sweets maybe they're like horrible steeping pills <laughs> drug candies or something i don't know well they're like pickled yeah. sweets that he thinks are horrible it's a punishment you have to eat them Mm. I think I think they're drugged. I think they're drugged sweets. My reader, everything you said, Paul, I agree with. I like that possum thing. That never occurred to me. That that may be why it's called possum, but that makes sense. Mm. Um, I think the yellow and orange, uh, the green and yellow sweets green. are like green and yellow. Yes, green. those sweets green. are to make the make the kids or Philip um, sedate, drugged slowed down stuff like oh, that oh that makes it even horrible then doesn't it maybe yeah. like, he caught wind of the fact that it makes them fall asleep and that's why it's pretend to be asleep oh fuck yeah there oh. you go because don't forget like he he when he was like when the morris says to him something from the jar and he goes well, what's in them and he goes same as always and he goes no then because he know he yeah. fucking knows yeah, that yeah, yeah. like oh no and then when he has one later he like is like gagging on it and dropping yeah, he's on the, the floor, floor isn't he Mm. He's like almost unconscious on the floor. Horrible scene. To add to that, I think also so on so that I agree with you on all of that. Do you think that Maurice is real uh, at the end? Is he really? No, there? I don't think he is at the end. I don't. Oh really? He goes, I feel like yes. it's quite. He actually goes out his way and kills him. I think that's a symbolic death because I think Maurice there's a, is there's something that happens in his head. Where I think after the kid is, is it the, no? I can't remember what happened. Is but it felt like the house was empty, and it was almost like he was normal for a That's moment, right. and that Maurice mm. wasn't there. Yeah, Maurice is not there for sure for that first twenty-four hours, and it's only I can't remember. Maurice, he's not there that first night. Philip sleeps overnight, and then it's almost like being there reminds him of him, and I think it's very telling that very early on when you see Maurice, Maurice has a puppet also that looks very much like him. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you remember remember this one? I believe that in the real world, if you could take the, if you could take what's going on in Philip's head, he's so fucked up, obviously. He's trying to cast out his trauma. He's trying to get rid of Possum, but I think he's doing that by talking through with the puppet Maurice. So I think he's probably, we're not seeing it, but he's probably operating that uh, Maurice puppet and talking to that Um and I think okay. come the end that what we're seeing is, again, all in Philip's head. He thinks that he has become like Maurice. He starts to think, oh, the abused has become the abuser. I've done this to that yeah, kid. There was like because, those doubts whether he was the one who kidnapped the kid. Or I think that's why he yeah. ran away in the school as well. Like It was a moment of, fuck, I could have done myself in here. Have, have I have I done this? Because, you know, he didn't because at first, at the end, I was like, okay, Maurice wasn't real, but Philip actually kidnapped that boy. But I think, no, he didn't because he, when the news article suddenly bursts on the telly, it 
comes out of nowhere. There's static on the telly. Then suddenly mm. a news article bursts on to say, this boy's gone. What are the chances it would be this boy he saw fleetingly on the train? And then the only other evidence that this boy's gone missing is Maurice showing it to him on a paper. I think Maurice is just another puppet in in Philip's mind um, oh my to, God. to deal with. Yeah, I think you're unlocking this for me now. No. <laughs> okay, so the kidnapping's not actually happened. The kidnapping is actually him getting kidnapped as a little boy. Yeah. Right? And this is what I said about him, me, my idea of him being a little boy because they're, Maurice is sitting in the chair reading his book and he says about, I never knew you were good at art. Right? Yes. And then he, when he's on the train and sees the little boy, the, all mm. the kids are talking about how they're going to go down to the river where the dead fox is. Oh, is that what they're talking about? They're talking, they're talking about, about going Fox. down there, yeah. Mm. So oh, in this case, he will be in that group about to go down to see the fox and right. he's almost like re-experiencing his memories and he walks up to, in, in this case, if it's himself, saying, what did you draw? And then he runs away. Interesting, interesting. Then, I didn't think I didn't think it might not yeah. it might have been him. Yeah, so so that kind of all makes sense because then he also goes to his school right yeah and he is he's almost his talking school, like a kid it? and it's his school and he's mm. saying i want to see that um, my teacher i want to see my teacher and it all feels a bit like he's he's reverted back to being a kid again and this is just him re-experiencing yeah what happened as a kid because he also talks yeah. really childish when he gets to the school yeah he's very acts like a child who's been told off or sheepish yeah, or like, something like that yes sir sorry sir but i think it's interesting then what actually happened back then when he was a kid because when he goes to the school when he goes to the school the second time and he tells that lady he wants to see whatever the teacher is he says to her he knows what happened he said he would come with me to the police which suggests that when he was a kid he yeah. did tell a teacher that Maurice had been abusing him yes that's the, and that's the bit I forgot yeah so that's what made me think because he doesn't go there saying I have I've kidnapped a kid or I know someone who's kidnapped a kid he goes there to mm. say that very thing of he knows what happened to me. Yeah. Right. So that almost that almost kind of gives it the full the full picture. And when he's he's trying to destroy Possum, right? And the only way he could do it in the end was by ki literally killing Maurice, and that yeah. kind of let the boy free, the little boy who was trapped for so yes, long. Yes, you got it. That's it. That's all it, and it's all just playing out in his in his head. It's not in a shit sort of cheap knockoff of Fight Club and the whole oh this person isn't really there type thing. Just, yeah. But it it works for the yeah. metaphor. The fact that he is a puppeteer for fuck's sake, you ne you never really think of him as a puppeteer, even though he that's we hear that he did that at the school and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he is a puppeteer, it adds further credence to the idea that Maurice is really he is speaking through Maurice. He's working through his shit with him. Mm. Mm. Yeah. and Maurice just is conveniently able to be in certain rooms when he's around and yeah he's all, he almost feels like a ghost doesn't he so like when he's trying yeah. to sleep you can hear him talking through the walls and he's got to like yeah. follow his voice it's almost like he's speaking to him and he's reading out his, his poems I just think it's because yeah, he's got to kind of follow it and uh, that it's sometimes he's there and it's but when he's there he's everywhere he's mm. not just where a normal mm. person would be he like turns and he's there isn't he <laughs> It's quite horrible overall. Anyway, the whole once you get that realization of what's happened, it's 
very fucking bleak it's grim mm-hmm. yeah. stuff and it you know how uh just sean harris like method acting or not for you to go through that entire film embodying such misery like that that must be hard to shake off there's a the type of films where you yeah. feel like they need therapy after it yeah like can you imagine wholeness just going all right cut that was great sean and then sean go yeah cool all right uh, what are we having for lunch yeah, and also it's not <laughs> those films. Go, it's like you quite clearly haven't shot this on the soundstage. Like, no, you're going to be stuck in that environment, in those fields, in those moors, and that bleak area. Once this is finished, it's as well. not a good, um, not a good advert for old Norfolk. I mean, mm. I've got to say, I've been to Norfolk many times. Is that it's where a beautiful it was place. It looks Did nothing like that? this. It was, it was shot in Norfolk and a few other places. I it was but like they, a lot of the marsh stuff. No, Norfolk. Uh, it's much more beautiful than uh, this film portrays. Um, uh, what about the Fox story? I've got to read on that. Well, that's got... that's literally the whole idea of what a possum is about. He's being kicked and abused to death, mm. and then he has to pretend to be asleep or pretend to be dead for him yeah, to actually yeah, get yeah. out of it because that's when the, yeah, that's when the, rodent, the abuse is going to stop. They're like what? rodents, aren't they? They go through like well, bins maybe. and they're like foxes almost, aren't they? But not quite as maybe they're like more maybe. than a fox. They, they go through bins and shit, don't they? They go through trash and more than a fox. <laughs> <laughs> more than a fox to me. Potentially, I th- I feel like they are. Yeah, um, they're just like he- like how how big are they? A little bit bigger than a hedgehog. I thought they were quite a bit bigger than a hedgehog, like Possibly. a rabbit. I don't know. But yeah, that's what my, that was my reading of it. It's just it was just a another metaphorical idea of. Um, this is what he had to go through with Maurice. Yeah. What they did to the fox. Yeah. And that's why he's almost like, tell me that story again, tell me that story again about mm. you and the fox. Yeah. It's like he is the fox in this situation. He is the fox, yeah. yeah. And Maurice is a cunt when he comes back home and Maurice is like, hungry, roast fox. Yeah. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. I, I've got to say, whoever that guy is, his performance, Sean Harris is wonderful playing this tortured person but whoever plays maurice played him so well because mm. not not just being a nasty bastard ultimately but just the way he converses with him you can tell even before you know what the situation is you can tell that he knows he is tormenting philip regardless mm. of what this wider story is you know he's being a dick and he's doing it so well yeah and he lives in such filth and squalor man oh, i can't ugh, living like that I mean, it kind of says it all, doesn't it? That the how that whole house is so dilapidated, and it's so yeah. it's like no one could live like that. So no, why it's would just not been lived in. Like that? Yeah, yeah. And I guess like Philip, because Philip comes from out of town. We see him coming in on the train. It's like, let me visit home. Mm-hmm. Like, are we to believe that his uncle's just been living there all that time? Mm-hmm. No. It's when he comes back in the house, he reanimates the old ghosts, the old trauma yeah. from the past. I don't know how Philip is going to actually be doing after this film. The th- that's the thing. Like, if he's worked through his trauma, I don't really think he has. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't at the end, even though metaphorically he's killed Maurice. I don't get the impression that this guy is going to sleep easy anymore for yeah. his days. I feel like this guy is really, really messed up bad. As, as you know, I, I mean, I'm not a victim of, of such things, but victims of abuse like that, fuck. Yeah, it doesn't who, feel who, like there's who, any light coming out of the tunnel. He's he's purposely come home to literally face his demons and kill yeah. that, kill the possum, which is... Yeah. Uh, it's a, I think it's a, a possum... 
I see because his poem's all about possum. Can't kill what's in your head. I see it as as just a term he uses for that whole experience. Yeah, because it's sometimes it could be deemed as him. Sometimes because he in his poem it's talking about possum will come after you. Yeah, and it's like that was what he had to play like. So that is what his experience has become. This metaphorical work called possum mm, mm. and he literally had to come home to kill this thing and that's what he did but i don't feel like i mean there's it doesn't feel like there's a happy ending no, even though doesn't. he does kind of kill some demons i feel like the next day he could be laying in bed and then possum would be laying there again <laughs> yeah although i think the thing the only reason that there might be some hope is like you said it's emerging that the possum, the puppet itself, is emerging of like Maurice's horrible fingers and arms mm. and Philip's face, like emerging of the two because he can't differentiate between the abuse that he suffered and the potential abuser he's become. Mm-hmm. Like maybe because he has that moment of catharsis at the end where he kills Maurice, maybe he can finally be like, no, but I'm not him. I'm not like him. Yeah. We aren't the same. Yeah. So if, if he has that breakthrough, then maybe he can destroy possum the puppet mm. and it's it's gone and done with yeah and sure. he can try and heal so in a very bleak fucking way maybe there is some hope i hope i hope there is i feel i do have some hope for him that he he uh, he yeah. can go on to live a nice life <laughs> i mean uh, i don't feel like he yeah. is in any any sense throughout this film that he is an abuser himself i never get that sense i just feel like no. he's very taught like beaten down and he has no confidence. And like, he, but but the, the first time, time I watched does, it, I wasn't sure about that though. Mm, I, yeah, I, like when you come when out I was the back watching of it, it, you mean? Yeah, at the end. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, I feel like at the, by when you come out the other side of it, he just feels yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, I think like ultimately, see all this conversation that we've just had now. Mm. All of this is why I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, and the problem with the film is that when you watch it you realize how it's pieced together yeah it just it's (laughs) unfortunately just too much time ultimately gets spent with philip out with the puppet like for example there is i timed it i went back and timed it because i wanted to make sure that i knew exactly how long it was there is a two minute 40 seconds segment of him with the puppet in the playground Mm him slowly approaching it and lifting it up so it's up above his head and he's looking at it face to face. Apart from the horrible mood that it builds, yes, why did that need to be that long? And that's just one example of many things where they have a scene and they just drag it for too long. Mm. I don't, and I don't, that sounds flippant like I'm like, oh, this is too slow. No. It's not so much that it was slow. It just got a bit repetitive considering that we weren't really seeing all that much. And the scenery was meant to be bleak and horrible. So it isn't like, oh, but look at these amazing vistas while we're seeing this. I think this, that's why you know? I compared it to The Lighthouse in that way where it, The Lighthouse sets the mood but mm. keeps you intrigued. And even if there is moments yes. of just Robert Patterson just doing general work around the island there's something more you feel like there's something more at play whereas that is it's kind of i don't know it feels a bit maybe more more one-dimensional and again that's what i said at the beginning it's like comparison we're going to talk about this film and if you listen to us just talk about the film you'd be like oh they loved it because they're not saying a bad thing and it's really hard to pick Mm. up a bad thing apart from that i think like every single element of this film is good apart from that one element and it just it just overshadows it too much 
Yeah. It is a hard it's one. A, yeah. It's a shame. It it's, is hard. It's all... if it, It's like when thinking out the, from the other side of it and thinking now, just looking back on the film, thinking about him holding Possum up in the air, looking himself in the face, it sounds like a... Like, it does. It's to me right now. It sounds like a one-all thing. Like metaphorically, he's looking at himself. Am I this? Mm. Am I this thing? It's literally a thing that looks. It's got his face, just yeah. but it's not him. It's just it's got these spider arms mm. and this spider mm. body, and it's like he's looking at himself. Like, am I this? Is this me? Yeah. Has have I been? Have I like merged and turned into this thing that that raised me? Mm. And that sounds. But it's, it is that. You have you have to experience all this stuff in the film to get to that conclusion. That's the weird thing. Yeah. About. When he looks in the mirror, <laughs> I know, and he sees the possum's face on his face. Well, that was creepy as oh, shit. Oh yeah. And yeah. there's also another part that I actually shat myself out, and it's towards the end. And he's in a room, and he's looking. I can't remember what he's looking at. And then Mar- Maurice just jumps him out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and he puts the bag over. Yeah. Him. So he puts, he captures him as if he's the possum. Yeah, it's the bit before mm. the end, and like it's just such a, the jump scare is like there is nothing. You just feel like it's every other thing where he's just looking at something, and there's no music, there's no nothing that stops. He just fucking guy just jumps him out of nowhere, mm. and he's got like a balaclava on everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a horrible little film. Mm. Should we? Re- do you want me to read through the poem? Just so you can uh, like, yes. <laughs> do you want me to or not? Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, uh, well, actually, the, it's funny that you say that. One of the things I was going to say that I didn't like about the film as well was every time it went to Philip's narration because it felt like, I don't need this. And it reminded me, okay, this has been adapted from this work. That's why you're doing this. You have you wrote this and then you've adapted this film from it, but I we kind of don't need it, what, in, is the, it adapt- in the film. Hasn't it been adapted from his short film? No, from his short story. Oh, short story. Okay. Yeah, right, which right, I think right. the story is the poem, I think. Yeah, yeah. I quite like the poem. But, yeah, I just... I, it broke it up a little bit too... It mm. was a bit weird. I don't know. I'm it sure kind the of poem gets, was very it, nice. I feel like it, it helps to kind of reveal some of the answers you've been looking for in the film. Well, go on, read it. Read the poem. Let's hear it. So, Let's see. Mother, father... <laughs> Do I do it in his voice? <laughs> yeah, go on, try. Mother, father, what's afoot? Only possum, black as soot. <laughs> so possum is, is a personification of him running out of the house. He's covered in ash. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Mother, father, where to tread? Far from possum and his head. So I see that mm-hmm. as... Uh, is, I, I, I would say this is where it merges because I feel like far from possum is now saying that that is his uncle, Maurice. Mm. Like, to stay away from him. Here's a bag. Yeah. Now, what's inside? Does he seek or does he hide? Uh, this is him because uh, Maurice literally tries to trap him inside a bag and he keeps people mm-hmm. inside things. Can you spy him deep within, little possum, black as sin? And now this is him, little possum. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Bag is open, grown wider. What's inside, man or spider? This is him talking about himself again. What is he? Is mm-hmm. he the man or the spider? Little boy, don't lose your way. Possum wants to come and play. Talking about Uncle Maurice. Look at Possum, and there he lies. Children meet his lifeless eyes. Uncle Maurice's eyes. See his nasty legs and tongue. Yuck. 
when he wakens, watch him run. <laughs> yeah, so what does that mean, when he wakens, watch him run? That's so, Philip I'm, running I'm, away. I, I, it could be, I could be really read by either one, like he's coming after him. Oh, right, yeah, maybe. Because it says, because uh, it's talking about see his nasty legs and tongue. And then mm. it says, when he wakens, watch him run. Wait a while, my little child, for what, for what is playing dead possum with his black balloons will eat you up in bed Ugh. Mm. <laughs> happy valley painted black all the children in a sack that's him catching the children wave goodbye to sun and moon say hello to black balloon i wasn't sure what the idea of the balloons maybe were. it was i think his that maurice huh? his head looked like a balloon with a balaclava on it oh maybe well it could could be that i did the black balloons was maurice and the the orange and the green or whatever colors they were were his parents i thought because okay. the the colorful balloons are covered surrounded by smoke and mm. maurice's black balloons are the ones that keep popping and whatnot okay pouring yeah. down all over his face mm. yes like oh, forget it i'm not going there i'm not even <laughs> going to say that comment that just came into my head but you might be able to imagine the parcel opened out it sprang the black long-legged possum man children run he'll eat and smother any child without a mother so that is him he's he hasn't got any parents anymore so here he comes he's gonna go come and abuse yes. you that's it that's the poem it's creepy creepy shit did you think that this is would you say this is probably one of the more unsettling creepy horror films you've seen for a while yes i'd say so I yeah i can't remember the last film that unsettled me and unnerved me as much as this one did mm. It's been for a sure. long time. Yeah. For this kind of subject matter, for sure. Yeah. There's no levity at all. And it's just, it's all there metaphorical isn't. and all about abuse. <laughs> yeah. It's a great, I would love to see what Wholeness does next. I would hope that he t takes some learnings from this to be like, okay, how can I make something like this but tighter? I, re I was watching an interview with him where he said, like, he, he prefers his horror. Um, movies to have this hidden layer he likes something underneath yeah, the sure. surface of it rather rather than something there so i would hope that if he did something again it would be very good do you reckon he learned this may seem silly but i i wonder do you reckon he learned anything from goth Marenghi's dark place about what not to do in a horror film like obviously he has an awareness of the genre to be able to make jokes about it in the way that he did and very clever jokes about it so do you think he learned while making Marenghi, okay, then if I'm going to do one, I won't do this or I won't do that? Mm, potentially. I mean, it's it's all a learning experience, isn't it, when you're making films about... Uh, especially when he's playing he's playing against the genre. Mm. So um, I imagine, yeah, anything's a learning curve. Yeah. I just think, like, if if because Garth Marenghi's show was like, here's this shit television series about pulpy horror, mm. and it's like, but now when I turn my eye to something serious, it's going to be the absolute opposite of that. Yeah. This is my kind of horror. Yeah. It's almost like Garth Marenghi was like his way of saying, you know, that kind of horror show, that kind of horror story, that shit, that's not what I like. So I'm going to rip the piss out of it. Mm. Here's the kind of horror that I like. That's why I fucking 
love horror, man, because it is such a broad genre. You yeah. say to someone, yeah, I love horror films. They're like, ugh. Everyone looks down their nose at horror films. Yeah, so many it's different. It's so broad, man. So broad. Yeah. You could be watching a, sh- a slasher, something like this, psychological. Mm. Something like Saw that's just torture porn. It's all it's a big range. The Shining. The Shining, yeah. Many, 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 many. Apparently, he took he was inspired by the look of um, public information films that used to do the rounds, you know, like wait for the green man to cross the road. Those sorts of uh, videos that were around 30, 40 years ago Mm. for kids and stuff like that, that kind of aesthetic for this film. And that makes sense. But exactly that works in a 30 minute 30 second mm. warning video when mm. you have to do it for 90 minutes something else that's why it kind of reminds me of those curse youtube videos in a mm. way just the way i don't know it's just the manipulation of of the the shots he does with the music and it's just you don't know really know what you're watching that just fills up what you, that's what one of those curse youtube videos is like especially yeah. like the intro the intro to the film is very off-putting. Oh, it's all, like, I don't know the, what you all mean, the visuals, all the credits and that. Yeah, all yeah. the visuals of that. Mm. Well, I think this was a powerhouse. Is Adam still there? Still or is he falling asleep? All right, okay. Just listening quietly. Um, I think it shows that Sean Harris is one of the best figures in British horror. Mm. Like, if there's a horror film and he's involved in it, it's especially if he's like the lead or the bad guy in some way like the thing is if you have you ever seen creep adam no so it's a film about a girl who the one the misses train? her last yeah yes, she misses off. her last tube home yeah. so have you seen I know it, of then? it yeah well he's the creep in it a guy who's lived underground for years so he's completely pale and shit like that looks horrible but then the first time i saw him was in that film and then i saw what he looked like in real life and i'm like all right you just look like the creep that's (laughs) how you look which is very unfortunate for him (laughs) oh that that shot in that film where it's she's got all the lights off and she turns the light on and it's and you have no time to really react because his face no. is just there. Yeah, and then <laughs> it like, cuts to black immediately. Yeah, you don't know what you're looking at, and then you're like, "Oh yeah. shit!" I oh, know. <laughs> creepy film that was. Literally a creepy film that was. But um, yeah, no, he was good, and I hope to see more stuff, and I hope to see more from Holness. Uh, mm. We both love Garth Marenghi's Dark Place very Absolutely. much. Bloody love it. What? Check that out, guys. Garth, Garth Marenghi's Dark Marenghi. Place. Have you not never seen Marenghi. that? Adam? God, oh, I have seen Creep before. I remember it now. God, this cunt. Everything. <laughs> I knew there was a reason he why. He goes, no, no. And there's like, oh, I yeah. Your it. memory is awful. He actually you, he actually finishes his film in about film. Oh, no, I've seen the other Creep. He, is there he, a remake he, of he it? He doesn't actually know what films he's watching, yeah. even though he says yeah. watched. No, I've seen another film called Adam Creep. needs to uh, do some crosswords, a few word searches. Uh, do one a day for like 15 minutes just to sharpen the brain up, just to improve the memory. I'll do my word all still. Yeah, it's, Poss- not helping, it's not helping, mate. It's not helping. There's too many fucking <laughs> yeah, things going on, man. <laughs> you two have got a very good memory of film. I've not got a good memory. Oh, you two well, can remember listen. every fucking line and bullshit of a film. <laughs> That's Ben. Should we give our final thoughts on this film? Yeah, Adam wants to shut it down. So all I'll say is I look forward to Holness's next film, if it ever comes. But in the meantime, he's re- he's releasing a book in November 
as Garth Marenghi, and he's written a, I mm. think it's three Is that horror the whole stories thing that's and a book. The Prince Charles and stuff like that. Yeah, well, it hasn't been confirmed at the Prince Charles. I really hope it happens because that would be great if they play all of Garth Marenghi's episodes and then have him on stage for a Q and A and signing the book. I'm there, man. That'd be wonderful. Hopefully that happens. But yeah, either way, I look forward to your next work. I would love to have given this slightly higher, but unfortunately, even though it was really good, I really did rate it. It was just really suffered from a pacing issue and was so wretched and miserable that the pacing felt even worse because you're having to enjoy it. So for that reason, it is a very respectable seven from me. Yeah. I'm going, I'm saying exactly the same thing. It's not bad enough to be a six. It, it has too many good moments to put this down as a six. But yeah, yeah, it's that's that seven, just a little bit. It's an un, it's an unhappy seven because because <laughs> you want it to be seven. better. You were like, oh, it's a kid in school. You're like, you should have done better, but you spent too much time fucking around. Just like you, then. probably. But I know that had the brains in the first place. The streets, and seven. and I am going to say that, um, I thought seven when I first finished the film. Mm. But I feel like the more the more I think about it, the more it stayed with me, and the more we've been like pulling it apart and trying to get to understand it. I think it is just creeped onto an eight. Nostalgia is a wonderful drug, isn't it, nostalgia? You've only watched it three days ago, <laughs> and you're already nostalgic about it. <laughs> I wonder, though, Paul, if you rewatch it, and tell me if you do, if that holds up, because now that you know how it goes the pacing if it suffers more for it because mm. you're in when you're thinking back to it you're thinking oh this bit was good and that bit was good and that means that and that means that but then when you have to sit through and you're like well actually 30 minutes of this movie it's true n- not a lot of shit it's is true pushing things forward i'm just i'm glad i'm glad you give I'm, it the eight, I'm going with how it makes me feel like just us talking about it it makes me almost feel excited that we're unlocking the secrets of it yes i know good and i'm very glad that it was that ended up being that kind of film yeah. to have that I sort like of discussion wildlife yesterday not yesterday last week really the the conversation because i enjoyed it anyway and i feel like but i just feel like this is still let down a little bit by its subject the fun has come from I this, podcast. The this podcast has been more enjoyable than the film oh, of course because the film is not an enjoy the film is a wretched experience yeah, I know, but i mean but that's you know what i mean not enjoyable then as such, i know but i enjoyed the topic though you. i l- liked it dealing with the subject of abuse in a way that it did it was hard watch it was a hard watch and um, probably should come with some sort of trigger warning these days. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we have taken a time out. We've averaged our scores of 778. That gives us a score of 7.3, which means we have to place it with about 10 other films. So going from bottom to top, our lowest 7.3 is Avengers Endgame. And for me, this is better than that. It can't go above Avengers Endgame for me. Adam? I, I I hate to say this, but I think Avengers is better. Well, I'm glad that you uh, were honest He's and honest. didn't try and spare my feelings. He's honest. At least you're being honest, Adam. There we go. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a very different kind of film yeah. to feel. <laughs> you get levity in that film. 100%. Fucking hell. <laughs> Avengers Endgame, then Possum, and then below that is Limelight. Could you get three more different films? I mean, Limelight's only there because of Julio didn't like it so much. I know. Julio <laughs> kept that down, man. <laughs> Julio gave Limelight a five. I forgot all about that. Yeah. 
And there we go. That's Possum. And Possum. I saw that nobody had a review for Possum to offer, obviously. No. No one, no one's seen it. They're horrible people, these There's listeners. There's quite a few I, people I on my listen to us. Who, um, who watched this have, have seen I know, it. they have. They did mm, not good. care to get involved in the discussion. Mm. Well, I don't care to read their review out then. <laughs> um, so I guess that means we close the book on Possum. We close the book on Possum. Another film from the 2018 catalogue. Excellent. Do you want to find um, out what our next film from 2018 we're doing is? Yes. Is that what we do yes. now? And then we do the patrons. Yes. I keep forgetting. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Uh, I can't wait. Long it out. Okay, so you you teased something last week. You said, hey, I know what you're going to pick. You're going to pick something from 2018 and I wouldn't it be like that adverse to doing it, right? That's what you said? Uh, that is what I said, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I haven't even looked at 2018 yet. <laughs> right? So I was like, oh, okay, let me look through my films. Oh, that is what he picked. I'm not going to tell Adam what it is, okay. but I'm not picking that film. <laughs> okay, all right. I feel like it would be too much of a loving from me, and that's not the best kind of discussion I like to do sometimes. I like to delve into something fresh and new that another, another, oh, us, very good. another of us have seen. <laughs> yes. I'm speaking in old English. You are. <laughs> you should be writing that poetry book that he was reading. <laughs> and I'm kind of wanting to make a theme here. I wonder if Adam can carry the theme on when he he um, does his film. He probably won't. Uh, He's probably already done his pick. I haven't. But we started off doing a film from America. Yes. We then do a, did a film today from Britannia. Britannia. Yes. Next, we're doing a film from India. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we're oh, doing we our first Bollywood film. Holy shit, I don't think I've ever watched one in I my know. life. And it's on Netflix. So wow. it's, it's it's easy for everyone to watch. Okay. And it's very highly rated, it looks. I just found what? it. I came out of the blue and it was on my watch list, strangely. Was it five hours? No, it's not. It's like just <laughs> over two hours. Okay. Long. This is Anderdon. Right, and this is the little description. A series of mysterious events changes the life of a blind pianist who now must report a crime that was actually never witnessed by him. Uh, say that again? A series of mysterious events changes the life of a blind pianist who now must report a crime that was actually never witnessed by him. Mm. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it's called Anderdon. It's one word. So anyone who wants to look this film up, uh, if you want to go on Letterbox or just on anything, it is spelling A-N-D-H-A-D-H-U-N. Yeah, I got it. Anderdon. Well, people walking down a piano. Anderdon. People walking down a piano. So it's spelled like this. And had hun. Two hours 20. Paul... uh, chose neglected to mention that there is a cat on the movie poster that's the most important bit of information listeners he is playing that, the piano if that cat dies i'll never watch a bollywood film again <laughs> i've this gone is, 36 years without watching one oh, so it's not that hard and I, I like the idea of this genre the genre is thriller comedy crime mm. nice i have no idea what to expect for this but jamie has uh, something to watch this so he wants to watch it and it's on Netflix, so everyone get involved, and let's have a, a nice Bollywood adventure. Wow, wow, we were. So we are going to be covering that next Friday. Is that right? That is correct. 
Well, our first Bollywood. Okay, I'm game. Adam, you know what you need to do with the fourth pick then. What, another... You totally forgot I've already said already. <laughs> yeah, he has. Another another colonised country by the British. Ooh. Oh, shit. That is the theme. You better find us a colonised country. Yeah. Australia. <laughs> In honour of our dear Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate our history. Yeah. Right, so that's very exciting. That's our next week's pick. Shall we move on to what our patrons have to say this week? Yeah, let's hear what they got to say. Okay, well, if anyone wants to know, we got a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash filmbusters. We have exclusive episodes. All our listeners on there and our patrons, they get to choose films for us to do on the podcast. They get to even come on the podcast if they're lucky yes. enough. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Who could ask for more? I know. And if you would like to become a patron, you could become a patron just like the likes of Andy Bishop. Yes, you can. We have Ben from Film Floggers. We have Mark and Steve from Movie Drone. We have Brent from Home Video Hustle. We've got Luke Human. Yeah, Luke Human almost put you out of a job. Did you see on Twitter? Yeah, the, he just uh, stole my review our... and reworded it. Oh, he, he masterfully <laughs> did it. Uh, we have the Joaquin Phoenix Superfan Fiona Stewart. We have the wonderful, wonderful Sean Panda Nicholson. We also have Nerd Revert. We have last week's wildlife wild guest, Julio. King of podcasting, apparently. It's true. And then we got Mr. Teach. It's Jamie Russell. And then we have the people responsible for the last years around Katie and Oti. They're all the patrons. They're all of them. All of them over there at once. That's all of them. And now they get to tell us what they've been watching this week, the good and the bad. First of all, we got Sean Panda Nicholson, and he says, well... I don't know if this is breaking the rules or whatever, but the very best thing I watched, played, was Sam Barlow's amazing video game, Immortality. It's basically hours of sifting through videos of an unknown actress and trying to find the dark secrets within the clips. I'm hesitant to say any more in case you guys end up giving it a go. It's best to go in back around blind, he said it. Mm -hmm. But just trust me. Once you work out what's going on, it is a wild ride, and I've still not 100% found all the secrets within after about five hours. I hope I haven't broken any sacred filmbusters commandments here, but by choosing, <laughs> by choosing what is technically a game, but seriously, it is on the borderline between game and film. Anyway, much love to you guys, and really can't wait to have you back in my ears. Podcasts like yours are very important to people like me and essential in keeping the wolf from the door. Stay amazing! We well, love you, Sean. We love you, Sean. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're doing very well, man, and very glad that we can continue to be a tonic. Exactly. You're, you, it's people like you that make this all worth it, our dear oh, yes. friend. 100%. And I'm really love video games that. that are basically films. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I haven't played one in a very long time. Mm. I keep meaning to. I just never settle into games like that recently. Those uh, Beth Cedar games, the ones like uh, Heavy Rain, uh, is mm. my absolute favourite. Love that. Um, but it's and also Detroit Become Human. It's, it's, very it's that good. balance, though. It's that very. It's, it depends what kind of. If it's very like realistic, and you have to read a lot, I don't mind that. But when it's yeah. like quite, oh, it's like that's pretty much what you do in the whole game. I don't know. Yeah. If no, was... I know. But the, you know, um, I don't know if you played Detroit Become Human. I that, did not. I did not. Now, that one was very good because you're playing three or four different characters and literally the choices you're making, you can you can see an, an entire web of pathways that shut down every time you make a choice. So you can, oh, you yeah. can be I like, do like that. you can't, you now can't do any of those things because you've chosen to do that and it keeps spiraling. I think there was like 18 different endings you could get, but even mm. 
with those different endings, there was other stuff that ended differently before that. It's very good. I like that sort mm. of shit. Mm. Choose your own adventure shit. Yeah, for sure. I love that. That sounds good. It's like trying to find out why she, uh, what, what did everybody say? It was about an actress trying to find the dark secrets within the clips. That would be good if it was very convincing footage and stuff. That would be cool. Mm. Mm. Definitely. Uh, next up, we have Jamie Russell. He said, I would highly recommend the film Miracle Mile. I've been meaning to watch it for years and it didn't disappoint. It's a unique experience that needs to be consumed. Baccarat blind. Again. Wow. He said it again. Twice. <laughs> for maximum impact. I spotted a host of recognisable characters, actors from the 80s classics, such as Terminator, Robocop, Alien and Cobra. And, and that added an extra bit of pleasure for an 80s kid like me. Miracle Mile. Well, we know nothing about it no, unless you know about it. Fucking adding that to my watch list. Miracle Mile. Mile. So it's an 80s film, presumably, then, if it has all these 80s oh, characters. Unless they've all come 88. back. Mm. 88. Oh, shit. Jamie's giving it a 10 out of 10. Wow. I can't even find it. I've just searched Miracle. Oh, yeah, I've just searched Miracle. That's why. <laughs> miracle Mile. 1988. It's got a flamboyant poster. That's got a great tagline. There are 70 minutes to the end of the world. Where can you hide? Very good. Oh, it's already on my watch list. You know what I did? I went through uh, the, all the years on um, Letterboxd, mm. going back like 70, 80 years, and all of the, the, the top three or the top five average highest rating films of that year that I hadn't seen. I just added them all to my watch list. Bang, 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 bang throughout Fun. all the years. That's why I've got shitloads of them that I don't even know mm. why they're on there. It must be because of that. Uh, very good, Jamie. Well, wicked. It's not streaming anywhere, so you'll have to reach into your pocket and purchase it, which I assume Jamie did. He must have done. And finally, we've got Luke Human who says... Nothing too terrible recently, so only a recommendation. 2021's Congolese movie Salem or Salum. An incredible opening evokes the spirit of Beasts of No Nation or certain aspects of Lord of War. However, that's just for context. What plays out is a fascinating mystery thriller with some of the most enigmatic characters ever put on screen. It looks completely gorgeous. Herbulot and cinematographer Karandi give a western feel with great vistas, silhouette and moody close-ups. What transpires is a genre-defying tale of revenge with a swift pace and sure style that will make this a classic piece of African cinema and a good proportion of its cast and crew stars very nicely worded as always very intriguing Lovely. i do not i have not seen enough african cinema no i'm adding this as well luke's giving it a nine out of ten mm -hmm. you and know the tagline the to this one is once upon a time in africa <laughs> oh <laughs> oh oh they love that don't they once upon yeah. a time in somewhere I know, it was like, oh, I never thought that you could do that. It's, I, I could go once upon a time in South London and everybody would be going, oh, he's great. He's the great new voice of South London, this filmmaker. <laughs> Incredible stuff he's doing. Incredible. Maybe you are. Um, well, I'm interested. Very, yeah, I'm interested. It's got uh, what, a 3.5. That's a pretty, I'd say it's pretty above, a little bit above average. I just think of that. What's that film called? about captain alex oh yes what was yeah. that called captain alex <laughs> is that what it's called captain, alex. captain that... alex wasn't it or something or saving captain alex yeah. or something like that it's uh where was that from like when i said i don't really watch african cinema or haven't seen only, much the that's one. the main one that comes up into my mind it's who killed captain alex that's yeah so much fun <laughs> a great film 
<laughs> what a great time to, to be had with that film, man. <laughs> well, if we ever get to 2010, you know who you got to pick. Oh, well. Captain Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers, patrons. Thanks for that. And uh, we look forward to bringing you more content as the years roll on. And we're going Bollywood Baby next year. Bollywood Baby. Deal, Buster. Deal, Buster.